another FACT podcast. This is Dr. Fred Clary, founder of Functional Analysis Chiropractic Technique, a chiropractic technique based on movement and breathing. Well, good morning. Today I wanted to at least look at experts. What is an expert? And I've realized that we've gone through, you know, almost three years now of the pandemic. And most people I talk to don't understand what an expert is. What do I mean by that? Someone who is qualified, educated, and experienced to give an opinion on the subject matter at hand. I think that's pretty good. I just did that off the cuff there. You know, it's early in the morning here. Got to get my coffee in me. But really, what is an expert? And why am I talking about this? Well, because we've gone into a place of lies of admission. Now, we've all heard that, you know, there's big lies and little lies and then lies of admission. Lies of admission is where you don't inform somebody of something. And maybe something bad happens. Maybe it doesn't. You just don't tell them. And I'm going to give a good concrete example that everyone listening has been through. And this is not to disparage the medical community, MDs, nurse practitioners, physician's assistants, DOs. No, no, I'm not trying to disparage them, but I'm just going to give you a huge example. You go to your medical doctor, and everyone I know has been through this. Everyone, 100%, all, A-L-L. You go to your medical doctor and they do an exam on you or maybe the assistant or nurse or the PA does an uh, exam on you for whatever itis condition you come in with. And then sometimes they prescribe medications. And say it's something like, say, neck pain, low back pain, shoulder pain, something that maybe a chiropractor could handle or a physical therapist. But you go in there and the MD, who probably doesn't work out barely at all, and if they do work out, they definitely aren't state, national, or world champions at their sport. And, you know, they may jog or go to Planet Fat Ass, um, but, excuse me, Planet Fitness. But, you know, if you think about this, the doctor gives you some pills, potions, and lotions, gives you some drugs, and kicks you on your way. You come back six weeks later, six months later, and you still have some of these conditions. Let's say high blood pressure, heart disease. And then they give you another medication. Let's lower your cholesterol. Let me give you an anti-cholesterol agent that poisons the liver and forces the liver not to produce cholesterol. So that will lower your cholesterol. But here's the thing. Only one quarter to one third of the cholesterol flowing in your veins is from your liver. The other two-thirds is from your diet. But we won't talk about that. So you get that you get that pill. It lowers it, but of course it causes muscle aches, joint aches, pain all over. You go back and they change the dose. They up the dose because they're not getting what they want. Your blood pressure is still high, so they add another medication, a third medication. They don't talk about lifestyle changes. And here's the thing. If they do say, hey, lose a little weight, cut down some salt, they're not experts in it at all. When they were in school, they may have learned, uh, I don't know, 15 minutes they talked about a diet and cutting down salt, max, 
out of, say, 12 post-high school years of college? Are you kidding me? Now, if I want to, say, you know, lower my blood pressure through a salt-reduced or sodium-reduced or sodium-free, I'm going to get a book and read the whole damn thing on it, cover to cover. I'm going to talk to a nutritionist, a dietitian, who's actually qualified and knows about this. May have had more than, you know, 15 minutes out of a 12-year education, you know, on this. But the MD, the medical provider, shall we say, doesn't look you in the eye and say, you know, I don't know much about this. But I know that reducing sodium has shown in studies to reduce blood pressure. And I've had a few patients who've tried it and it's worked. Now that would be what we call honesty from an expert in a different field. They are not an expert in nutrition. So why didn't the medical provider tell you they weren't an expert? I know when, you know, I gave... uh, nutritional recommendations to patients early on early on in my career i don't get that upset anymore because i just realized that some people were just idiots but i i when when i first got out i used to get upset because i give these great recommendations i want you to drink you know three liters to four liters of water a day i want you to get a hundred grams of good quality protein a day and i want you to get seven to eight hours of sleep a night and break up your meals into four or five meals they don't have to be sit down meals they can look like snacks like the food amount can be the palm of your hand size wise but i want you to maintain that good blood sugar reduce insulin resistance and insulin effect and i would give those recommendations and they would go to their md and their md would poo poo it and say oh that won't work take this pill or he doesn't know what he's talking about are you kidding me? Not only in chiropractic did I have a couple courses in nutrition, I've been studying it my whole life as a world champion, world record athlete. My whole life. So I can take that expertise of reading books, dozens and dozens of books. Not one, dozens. Probably, I would say, three to four dozen. I'm reading another book on vitality now and life um, longevity. And I've gotten into this longevity bent because I'm 55. And I'm probably on my fourth book. I'm a speed reader, but I I take notes. I put those little flags on things that are important. And I highlight. Yes, I use a highlighter in books that I buy. Yes, I use books. I don't just get things on tablets. I want to be able to grab, rip, and read and put notes in it so I can share it with myself, my family, and my patients. So I find it interesting that this person will say, oh, no, that can't be right. Instead of just telling the truth, I don't know much about it. The MD should say, I don't know much about nutrition. It's amazing that someone can go to the medical doctor four, five, six times before they recommend, I want you to do some lifestyle changes. Are you kidding me? You know, why don't you cut down smoking? Okay, how much did you, have, have you studied on how to stop smoking? Have you studied smoking cessation, addiction cessation? Probably not. You know, they just know, you know, and they, if they've been out a while, they've had some patients that have stopped smoking and their health got better. Great. And we know the studies um, validate that. That's great. But you know nothing about it. So 
send them to something, someone who knows something about it. I'm a referral machine. If someone comes into me and I may know 90% of the subject, I will send you to a provider that knows 100%. And if they agree with me, which usually happens, that I feel, okay, I'm validated. But I'd rather send someone to the expert and admit, hey, I may know 80, 90% of the subject. Maybe in that 10% is the answer to your problem. And I'll send the patient happily off to someone else. And then they usually return to me, no, Fred, I want to stay with you. Okay, that's fine. Just realize, you know, this is, this is my level of limitation. Knowing your limitations, knowing your limitations is the sign of a professional, is the sign of a true expert. An expert doesn't say they know everything about everything. We just went through this crazy pandemic where we had someone up there who was not the and was the national spokesman and was not an expert in coronaviruses. There's a guy at University of North Carolina, he's been there for decades, who manipulates them, pops the spikes off, creates new ones. He's the expert on coronaviruses, but we never had him speak nationally once. And that is what we're talking about in today's podcast. That we lean on people that are not experts in their field. And if you lean on ignorance, ignorance, lack of knowledge, I'm not saying someone's being rude and uncouth. I'm saying ignorance, lack of knowledge. If you lean on someone who does not have the knowledge, guess what? You're going to be in for a world of hurt. There's a hurricane going through Tampa Bay. I'm about to flip on the TV. I have a good friend from undergrad and old training partner, Bernie. Shout out to Bernie and his wife. Um, hope they're okay. I'm going to actually message them right after I get off this. But I hope that we lean on people that are actually meteorologists and have watched hurricanes and predicted and have the college and academic training and the experience in real world predicting weather and working with weather. That's who you would want, you know, telling you whether you should evacuate or not. Not a five-year-old child, not a 15-year-old. There's a reason we don't hand our sports car car keys to the new 16-year-old driver. Not an expert. Not experienced. But yet, even as adults, and this blows my mind, you were lean on the opinion because of social cultural authority. Social cultural authority. Social cultural authority. What am I saying? Because everyone thinks that a medical doctor should know, you know, because he's got this big shiny degree from taking out two hundred fifty to three hundred thousand dollars in loans and learning which drugs to give for an inner ear infection, we think that they are the, you know, experts in all things health related, human physiology, human biology. What blows my mind, if you really took the time to study what it takes to get through medical school, and yes, you do get some cadaver anatomy, and you do get a lot of physiology and biology, but not as much as a biologist, and certainly not as much as a PhD virologist. But yet, you had MDs saying, oh, take this mRNA vaccine, 
and it, it doesn't it doesn't go into your cells well guess what that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard because if you study a basic book on biology you know it's going to be incorporated and oops look what the studies have shown two and a half years later we now know that an MR that mRNA vaccine incorporates into a hepatocyte that's a liver cell within eight hours of the shot now we don't know what it does but it ain't sitting around on a couch like a uh, unwanted in-law so something to think about where do you get your expertise i know before the internet before youtube before social media but when we had like card catalogs in the library you had to look up through index cards if you wanted any books that was my background we actually had to do the work and do the research just to find the book on the research i know back then when i was an athlete I was a power lifter and I wanted to squat, say, 800 pounds. I found someone who could do 800 pounds. Say I was at 700 pounds. And I would call them on a phone, rotary dial, or I would go to their gym when they were working out and ask them a few questions. Hey, can I work out with you? You know, how did you get to 800? Tell me what your program looked like. What was your training like? You know, did you cycle your percentages of your heaviest weight? Did you use a Russian routine? What did you do? And I would figure out how to do it so I get to 800. And when I wanted to go to 900, I had to work with people who did 900 to 1,000. And you're, you're actually, at that time, it was pretty limited 30 years ago. So guess what? I had to go drive across America to hang out with these people to figure it out. Yeah, now we have expertise at a touch. And I, I'm not against all this new information in Dr. Google but do they have the experience how much time did you spend learning it and here's the thing i really like about social media and the internet and dr google it at least gets the information out there but again remember the people writing that information are people that didn't know nothing about say nutrition or lifestyle when you're talking about with drugs for hypertension going back to what we were talking about at the beginning of this short podcast. So let's sit back and think, who do I consider experts in my life? And who am I leaning on for information? I know I always use sports analogies. And sometimes when I was teaching at a, uh, a doctor's office uh, last week and um, there's some gals there who goes, oh, there's sports analogy. And I go, you're right. I waited a couple of hours to get into a sports analogy. Um, and I did pretty good. I only used three or four, which is very rare for me because I could talk sports analogies the entire time. But here's the important thing to, to understand about that. If you're trying to be the fastest swimmer in the world, you're trying to be the strongest weightlifter in the world, you're trying to be the fastest runner in the world, the fastest marathoner. Isn't that guy crazy who almost um, broke two hours? It's insane. If you're trying to do that, you need to talk to experts who've already done it or are doing it and follow what they say. Luckily, a lot of the stuff is online. It's in blogs. It's in interviews. It's in books. Yeah, books. Buy a few biographies. And if you're trying to be someone who's super healthy, find someone else who's also super healthy and do what they do. You have the same red blood flowing through your veins. You have the same two arms, two legs. 
you have the same three pounds of jelly floating in Gatorade called a brain, a human brain. You can do the same things. Yes, you may not be able to get exactly what they have because of genetic limitations or age limitations. But guess what? Guess what? If you lean into real experts, I guarantee you won't be disappointed. I work hard on my lives of admission. I work with my kids and I have to admit, hey, I never went through this or that. This is what I think from experience and common sense and logical thinking and critical thinking would work, but I have not been through X, Y, and Z. I am honest about it. So you have to be honest about these things. You can't say, do this because I said so. That doesn't show that you're a professional. That doesn't show you using critical thinking. And it also shows that you're already wrong. Because there's got to be a better option out there. Again, I'm not trying to slam um, medical. I have Some of my best friends are medical doctors. But I get time and time, and I'll get today after my evening shift, I will hear once or twice how they went to their doctor and they were led astray or given advice that wasn't good. Now, here's the thing. If you go to an auto mechanic who gives you advice and doesn't fix your car over and over and over again, right? Are you going to keep going back? Look at yourself. Are you getting what you need? Yes, it does take time to figure out the experts. Well, Fred, I don't know who to lean to. You turn on TV and they say this and that. Realize that if you're getting your professional and scientific information off of TV, the news, you better turn it off. It's clickbait. I love how my kids told me what that is. It is there just to be sensational. So you turn it on so you can watch the commercials. So you buy the products that are on those commercials and support that news channel. It's sensationalism. Where real expertise lies is in the quiet of a library in a book that someone's already spent 20, 30, 40 years of their lives working out the answer. I'll trust someone who spent 30 to 40 years working with coronaviruses on whether they're going to wipe out the earth. Now that at age 55, I'm 55, the CDC recommends that I need five shots for something that statistically is a bad cold for those that are weak. The numbers haven't changed, have they? Um, The president just called the pandemic over, and guess what? Guess what? Hello? Hello? The numbers are still the same people getting it, just like I predicted. But not one apology. Not one apology in my direct messages. And I've been totally correct about this thing for three years, which has told me something, and I've learned something about human nature. Some people will fight for their experts, that they think this person's an expert. Because if they admit that this person may not be an expert, everything they leaned on, everything they understood may be blown apart. Well, I apologize for that. But we've all had paradigms or philosophies or big worldview explosions in our lives. We've all had loss of jobs, Loss of spouses, loss of kids, horrible things. Horrible things have happened to us. We've had to change and adapt and flex. And while we're doing that, are we looking to...
to experts to help us. Find someone who has proven results. That's an expert. If you look on TV, the guy that they just retired and what for three years led us through the pandemic was absolutely incorrect every time, every time. And yet, not I haven't heard one thing bad-mouthing him anywhere. Well, you don't have to bad-mouth him and be professional, but you can say he was absolutely incorrect. And no one's apologized to me. Why? Because emotionally, you're immature. And that immaturity leads you to lies of admission. You would think you're an expert on something. We make fun in the powerlifting, bodybuilding, weightlifting, strongman community that there would be someone who would go out and they're they get first or second in a division in bodybuilding at a local show where there's 20 people and they've been working out for six months and all of a sudden they're an Instagram coach. Oh my God, you got to be kidding me. I've been, I've been lifting weights since age 13, competing since age 13, 14, setting records since age 13, 14, um, beating men since age 15 or 16, full-grown humans until I was full-grown and nobody could beat me whenever I competed, um, just something to think about that I would never, after all that time, st- consider myself done being an expert. I'm still trying to learn my craft every day, chiropractic, healthcare, being a healer, being a dad, being a neighbor, being a power lifter, being a bodybuilding coach, being a powerlifting coach, a weightlifting coach, strongman coach. I do coach a few triathletes you know, endurance coach, and I have great results, absolutely great results. Um, No one complains about where I get them um, because a lot of times I get people that, you know, shouldn't even step on the stage, and we get them them to a point where they can. Sometimes, you know, against my best wishes. But you know what? I will find every expert that I don't know to come alongside me to help. A true professional a true expert, shall we say, would know their limitations and pull in other experts with you. So if you do have a provider that refers you out, gets another team around you, hey, I want you to see Dr. Smith. You know, he's really good with this. I just want his opinion. That's who you lean on. A good auto mechanic calls someone across town and says, hey, I got this and this. He goes, oh, yeah, try this. You would know because they use other people. They will use other people. You want that expertise. Look around at your life. And when you reach out to experts, make sure it's someone that's willing to be honest with you and not give a live admission telling you really don't know much about this. You know, I'm going to refer you to someone who deals with reduced sodium diets every day. I'm going to refer you to someone who deals with high blood pressure and weight, body weight every day. And then find out and learn from them. So when you're out there looking for an expert, and that expert also badmouths someone who may be an expert, (laughs) there's where your damage is. The second thing I did want to talk about is when I'll give all these recommendations, and the person who knows nothing about chiropractic never been adjusted chiropractically, only knows what they read about 
you know, or hear from one or two patients, they have no idea what I do. I do soft tissue manipulation. I work on livers and spleens and uteruses and intestines. I do cranials. One third of my practice is mental health. One, another is like strokes, cerebral palsy, movement disorders, people that can't move. I just don't do necks and backs and shoulders. And people don't even realize that that's what can be done with my approach. But yet, you know, they'll go to someone and, and they say, oh, chiropractic doesn't work. And they're talking about necks and backs. And I'm like, you're crazy because this is all I do. How do you think, you know, I afford everything going on in my life? It, it's insane. It's insane. So lies of admission, looking for your experts. And if your expert badmouths someone, you, you should just start stepping away. What they should say is, I don't know much about that provider. What do they do? What are their results? I always tell my patients how to be an expert. Tell me about that provider. How many cases have they had? Are all their cases of high blood pressure successes? No, they just provide drugs. What's the follow-up? If they had 100 high blood pressure cases, are those people better off? Are they healthier one year later? Or are they sick and just maintained by a drug? Are they stretching out a death sentence? Are they morbidly ill all the time because of the medications? And the medications are just making them survive, not thrive. Your experts should make you thrive. Your experts should say where their limitations are. And your experts should have no ego because they already have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. I'm up to thousands now. I've been out 31 years. Um, thousands of successful cases. That's an expert. Someone who admits, hey, I don't know about this. Let me send you to the expert that I know in this field. And once you start living your life that way and demanding that, you will get better results. Healthcare, with your car, counting, athletics, relationships, everything in your life. Yes, use experts in helping you with relationships. If you look at... If you're going to the pastor, say, and their wives for counseling, and you look at that couple, and that's not the great, passionate, intimate, romantic, powerful couple that you want to be, don't go to them for relationship advice. If you go to a marriage counselor and you look at them and like, oh my God, I don't want to be that kind of person, then don't go to them. They're not an expert. They're trained. And that's different. We've all been trained in how to write, but not all of us can do calligraphy. And this has been another fact podcast.